2016, the year a little app took over the world. I found a squirtle. There's a training gym in the Pizza Hut. Let's battle at the playground. Yes, Pokemon Go. We were everywhere and everyone was playing. 2018. We're still here. We've got new monsters. Come on. What else have you got to do? Please? Pokemon Comeback. We're sorry we told you to go. Welcome back to We're All Yankovic. Woohoo! Yeah. Yay. What hey. are we doing today? We're uh, we're doing fun stuff. We're talking about a lighthearted, you know, family-friendly, you know, gather-around-the-fireplace kind of song from Weird Al. Uh, wait, wait, let me see. Which fireplace, one is Fireplace, eh? Yeah. Oh! No, never mind. We're doing Trigger Happy. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was looking at the wrong page. Wow. Trigger Happy. Off the Deep End, uh, April of 92, uh, and it was recorded in June of 1990, so two years before it actually came out. Yeah. And we have a guest. Wait, Did you hear that? I hear thought that I heard something. Yeah. Noise? Yeah. <laughs> Creepy yet sultry. Hey, it's Chase. Chase. Hey. Chase is here. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on the podcast. Thanks for uh, dropping by. This will be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we, f we figured this is one of the more musicality epi uh, episodes, so we're going to bring somebody who actually knows something about music on I have for an episode. I fooled you for years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, well, you know, anybody who can make his own guitar. Right. You're already a step above like, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you don't have to hear music to work wood. <laughs> okay. Those are two very different things. Well, yes, you, can, you can do both. No, I've never looked at a bandsaw and thought, oh, what's a major scale now? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, at some point when you're making it, you probably would need to know like, oh, that, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Dude, Maybe dude, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's all mechanical. There we go, Steve. There let's, goes your theory. Let's We're start out. making pack it up. This is awesome. It's uh, like the difference between being a construction worker and an interior designer. Okay. Oh, interesting. Like they might, they're kind of related. They're both houses, but one is definitely going to be better with a hammer, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Which one? That's no. up to you to decide. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. uh Fairly straightforward. This is a style parody of uh, early Beach Boys, sort yep. of the surf and rock Jan music. Jan and Dean. Well. Mm -hmm. um, I know somebody was like, "Oh, and back to the USSR," and you're like, "Yeah, because back to the USSR is a parody of the Beach Boys." Yeah. Like the Beatles were like, "Ooh, you know yeah. what? You you've got an entire four albums with this. We'll do it with one song. Watch yeah. this." Yeah. Right. And honestly, back to the USSR is just as almost. Heretic. I don't know. That's not a word. Operatic? Parody-ish. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, way, it's very sure. much sort of like, hey, yeah. we're talking about Russia instead of America, which is what most of the surf yeah. songs were about. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Russia, we get a lot of uh, commies, commies yeah. in, in this song. So, yeah, it uh, is aggressively a non-communist. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. It is almost, a, if Joseph McCarthy got a <laughs> surfboard... And was like, you know what, guys? I'm not going to relinquish my beliefs, but I will relinquish these dang waves. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Have you no decency? Well, I, <laughs> I do have a pretty sweet longboard. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. I want to see McCarthy. McCarthyism would be a totally different thing. Yeah. yeah that's what you need. Somebody needs to go. Like, like I could just imagine like stickers and it says McCarthyism, but it's in like a font that's very, and it's got like right. palm the summer. trees. <laughs> right. And it's, it yeah, it exactly. looks like you're advertising a luau. Yeah. Exactly. Like there's a tiki torch in the background. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hang 10. Commies. 
Uh, oh, this got wow. dark. I'm that, sorry. Yeah. I, I was thinking that it was like a, a diversion in history where he did it, then yeah. go into he politics. Calls his toes he the commies. Goes, yeah, his okay. toes are the commies, okay. man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that's what I meant. Anywho. <laughs> uh, so Al, even specifically uh, on one of his Ask Al's, uh, said uh, it's mostly meant to be the Beach Boys, but I think there's a little Jan and Dean thrown in. Hmm. Um, I can listen to both groups while I was writing the song. So Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it nails the early uh, Beach Boys. Oh, outro. he nails that. You know exactly what it's going to be in the initial acapella uh-huh. singing portion of it. Oh, yeah. clearly this is that Beach Boys sound. Yep. It's that classic 60s and, and into the 70s and a little bit of 50s, but like yeah. heartfelt 60s California mm-hmm. coastline sound. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I think it's one of my favorite things about Weird Al. His attention to musicianship and detail in all of his arrangements, all of his production elements, yeah. they are spot on. Yeah, yeah. they're amazingly talented. This mm-hmm. whole man, Al, as a producer, he's just amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and this, yeah, like you said, moment one, you're like, oh, I know exactly what yep. this song is in terms of style parodies. Uh-huh. You know, I might not know what the, the subject's going to be it. about, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's obviously that. Uh, he had some help, obviously. Uh, he had... Four people who came in and sort of sang some of the some of the harmonies and melodies. Uh, Jim Haas, uh, who was one of the who originally did the lead vocals in the original Happy Days theme. Oh, really? The one that they did like huh. in the end, like not when it was Rock Around the Clock, right. but the first two seasons where they had the Happy Days theme at the uh, end. It was him. Season three, yeah. they re-recorded it with a completely new guy, and that's huh. the one who then became famous and got like w- number one on the. Billboards kind of thing, sure. but he did the original Happy track zone. for that, which okay, was kind of neat. Cool, uh, interesting. John Joyce, uh, Gene Morfield, and Jerry Whitman. Jerry uh, Whitman? Yep. No way. Yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar. Oh, no, okay. I, I was you, gonna you say fool me for a second. All of them have actually done a lot of like studio <laughs> stuff, and, totally. and worked with uh, uh, Neil Diamond and Tom Jones and uh, Pink Floyd and Donnie and Marie. And in fact, this was recorded in 1990. A year later, all four of them worked on Neil Diamond's The Christmas Album, uh, along with the Waters family that we've already talked oh, about the whole before. Family, not oh, the family, family. the two guys and the two girls. The yeah. Waters, yes. Uh, so I just thought that was interesting that like, they had gone gotten together on this song. And I don't necessarily know, I don't think they all worked on every track from the Christmas music sure. album, but they, they were all on that. So th- clearly they were Southern Californian or uh, singers that worked as studio kind of, right, cool. which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Well, they, all, they sound great. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty solid. Um, I think we'll talk about lyrics now. I mean, oh yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lighthearted lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, uh, my, what's your favorite? We're going right to favorite, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well, that's a good way to start. Now. I guess. Um, well, you can't take my guns away. I got a constitutional right. Well, I got to be ready if the commies attack us tonight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. That sets up the nice, whole tone nice. of the song. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The point of view that he's going for in this song, it's yeah, pretty obvious. So, yeah, I, I really like that. My, mine's, uh, I feel that kitty cat so full of lead, we'll have to use him as a pencil instead. Oh, that was one of my least favorite lines. Oh, really? really? <laughs> it's so I, silly. You know what? I... I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> am. I am. From like a target rhyming perspective, I think that works really great because uh, sometimes whenever you're writing a comic song and you're looking for the punchline that you're reverse engineering into, uh, it sometimes it feels like the thing you're setting up is incongruent logically. It's not like in the ballpark of what you're trying to talk about. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're reaching. 
I like this one a lot, Charlie, because it's right next door, but it doesn't feel obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a small, it's like a, a like a magician sleight of hand that you don't see coming, but is elegant nonetheless. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. Well, yeah. fine then. What's, mm. uh, what's your favorite line? You know what? My favorite line is, is honestly just the part where they say, shoot to kill now, shoot to kill. I love little stingers and fillers like that because it's not supposed to be there to set up or pay off a rhyme. Uh-huh. But what it does is fill in a lot of the context of the tone of what they're doing. Uh-huh. I love every time I see a, a, a Weird Al song or anybody doing a comic song where the lyrical content is in comic juxtaposition to the melodic intent. So this is shooting for like a real bright and sunny thing. And yeah. then to say shoot to kill now is the opposite of yeah. that tonal intention usually. Yeah, and the, the joy that he sings that or these thing that line at it's just like it's such like you said like you know he's supposed to be like bopping down the aisle like, yeah go surfing it's just fantastic just like so much joy in that line of shoot to kill it's like wow totally <laughs> and yeah that that in essence is sort of a lot of weird owl he usually likes to flip mm-hmm. that that exactly like that either seeing really happy music about something really like tragic or sad or or even like scary yeah. or the opposite of like this really kind of like somber music but like have it be about something completely stupid yeah. and, oh, and that's yeah. that's that's yep. one of his like go-to mm-hmm. tropes and so. from like a structural standpoint too that little phrase that he's filling in there shoot to kill now shoot to kill that sort of filling in in the space between his setup and mm-hmm. payoff rhymes it doesn't happen in every verse of his right what i love about that is so much of of comic songwriting is setting up expectations and then altering them as the song goes along. Okay. It helps yeah. keep your listeners stay uh, like engaged from start to finish. Yeah, because it's easy to have something where you set up like the game of the song, so to speak. Like, oh, this is a song about guns, and it's to this thing. Cool. Yeah, little flourishes like that. Uh, are just seasoning, uh, whereas everything else feels like the the real base of it. Okay, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I also feel like that those little things are also filling out the Beach Boyiness yes. of this song. Too. Oh, very much so. Uh, because that's exactly like what they would be doing. You know, yeah. constantly having people in the background yeah. repeating stuff. Um, yeah, like the ba 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 stuff like that. Just like yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the also makes a lot of other fun references. Uh, I like, uh, I always keep a Magnum in my truck. You better ask yourself, do you feel lucky punk? Trunk. It's trunk, not trunk. Great, dirty trunk. Harry. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're yep. right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, dirty Harry reference, yep. like you said, uh, uh-huh. there's also a, a Monty Python and the Holy Grail reference. So flesh wound. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that one. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Monty Python. Oh yes. It was just a lousy flesh wound dad. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, conceptually, uh, the song is sort of, uh, it's another one of those like character pieces kind of where Uh he's taking on the, the, the embodiment of Mm -hmm. somebody when he's singing the song. Uh, and, and do we know for sure Weird Al is not super into guns though? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll trust you. Gun rack and, uh. he, he flirts with vegetarianism and veganism on a regular basis. I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but like he's definitely that California. He's not hunting anything. Gotcha. <laughs> like, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not. You don't know. Maybe eating. his targets are uh, like cutouts, silhouettes of ranchers. <laughs> oh, 
Well, that, that, that moved to murder. I am militantly <laughs> vegan. I thought he was going to say like broccoli or something. He's just no, no. You eat broccoli. Vegan, you yeah. halt the anyway. Let's yeah. move yes, on. Yes, yes. Uh, he did say uh, that uh, that he found it surprising. I think the song's gun control sentiment is fairly obvious. But one day I was doing an interview in Canada. And somebody called in and said, oh, I think it's great that you wrote this song because I love guns. I got a lot of guns. And I think it's great that you'd write a song like that. Not wanting to explain the irony to somebody who's heavily armed, I simply said, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a classic Colbert rapport yeah. Yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. This is absurdly over the top. And if you can't realize that, then you're the problem. Yeah. yeah. I, call, I like to call the irony deficient. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a very good way to put it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he also brings up a lot. There's lots of lyrics about being drunk or uh-huh. or randomly shooting somebody who yeah. happens to be a family member or yeah. that kind of thing. So I almost I, picked that as my favorite line. Like, we'll get all liquored up and shoot at anything that moves. That yeah. was almost my favorite line. <laughs> but, uh. I love also the line, I still haven't figured out the safety on my rifle yet. Yes. Not only do you love guns, you don't even know how to operate the thing that you just are addicted yes. to the sheer power it's and violence of them. Brilliant line. I it agree. is a great line. It really is just brilliant. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, obviously he's not doing this uh, song in concert. Even you know, though, well, like you said, it's pretty obvious the stance on it. But it, in these, these times, probably a good decision to leave this out of his current tour. Mm-hmm. He's probably never going to do this song live again. Yeah, no. yeah, because this tour would have been the perfect tour to do it, or right. at least bring it back. conceptually. Yes, yeah, because yeah. it was an original that he doesn't play usually. Yeah, except for me, I think I'm I'm pretty sure he probably played it on the tour when it came out. Off the deep maybe? end, you think? Maybe? I don't think he would have Oh, maybe not. Maybe if no. he doesn't have the... Even back in the, the background. This is very heavily dependent on the background. You're right. band you're is right. good, but I don't think they're Beach Boy good as far as the vocals go. Which is mm. funny because that's exactly what I read on the forum at yeah. one point where somebody said the same thing. It was like, uh, this. The, I don't think the band is quite good enough at singing to really come back with this kind of yeah. stuff. So, uh, unless he really heavily tracked it and, yes. and did... Three it's, of the people, and he just it's sang possible, the but not likely. He's done this in tour. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I've I have to admit, I've never seen Weird Al live. I've always uh, wanted to. If, yeah, you're running out of time. So if you happen to cross paths and then you see he's doing his tour, and you should definitely check it out. Yeah. It was amazing. I have heard from multiple people that th- he's the best live show they've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I well, and I would even say his normal show, yes, amazing. He's got costume changes and yeah. everything. But the one we just oh, saw where he phenomenal. doesn't do any of that stuff, he just sort of sits on a stool mm-hmm. and plays all his originals and style parodies and none of the original. Oh, like, wow. The ones people know uh-huh. was really good too because it was just, uh, just, it was perfect for like the fan who's like, oh, I love his B sides. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they're so good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so he plays. Good portion of them. And he did one parody and a parody medley, which was his parodies, but to different musical styles. Yeah. Oh, great. And a medley of it. That's all yeah. it was. It but was all the, his everything else was yeah the best Weird Al concert. Yeah. That was oh, really cool. Man. We saw two of them. Uh, <laughs> my, my girlfriend, uh, she lives in Edmonton. Yes, a Canadian girlfriend. <laughs> she exists. Yay. And uh, she, I, I told her I was doing this podcast, and she's like, oh my gosh. Weird Al's actually going to be in town while you're here. Oh, and I thought, oh this is the greatest it. thing in the world. And then she double-checked her calendar. Oh, 
Oh, no, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you meant, I thought you meant while you're here in Orlando. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that would have been awesome. Actually. That yeah. would have been so cool. Can. This is an early relationship, too. Yeah. So if we both went to Weird Al, that's... That's marrying material That's there. marriage bonding, <laughs> yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Well, you're not going to see him, so there's oh, so much there for that. Save money on the ring. Oh, <laughs> that makes me sad even to talk, joke about. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> no, I, I hope you get a chance to see him. I, really I want do. to, But they will be coming out. I'm sure there'll be a video, but they're coming out on Stitcher, and they'll be, you'll be yeah. able to get you'll be able to hear them all, every yeah. concert. It, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. In next month? Uh, yeah, I think month. June. So yeah, next they month. Said. So is is this his like last tour? No. Nope. Oh, he's okay. already said he's doing one next year. Oh, okay. He okay. is doing one next year. Yeah, just the way you talked about it, I was like, is he okay? Is there <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's just, it was, he wanted to, he wanted to pare it down. He wanted to just sort of be cool, be chill. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually really grateful for that because I didn't see mandatory fun tour because I've seen him a couple of times uh-huh. and while mandatory fun would have a couple of new songs in it, he'd still do all those other things like eat it and fat and totally. And, and you're just like, I've, I've seen those five or six times in concert. Like I want to see all this stuff. I want it. And that's why, that's why this was the perfect concert. And, and he actually was rotating through a whole bunch of songs too. Mm-hmm. So that means yeah. we saw two and there was only one song that was the same between Whoa. the two. Yeah. 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 Man, that's so incredible Jill. to have such a body of work where you can just cycle through that. Also like, like I've done shows and done songs and stuff for a while now. If you were like, "Hey, you need to take a piece of this show and put it into this show," I w- it would give me a m- an aneurysm. <laughs> like the fact that he can just pull on a library of yeah. stuff that's just at the ready at any yeah. time what is a like? really impressive mental 71 feat. Seventy-one songs that he had rotating. 52 or 50, 51, or something. 51, 51 songs, two, yeah. 71 shows. That's what it was. 77 shows. 77, okay. but Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. Anyway. Yeah. So real quick, the one thing we haven't talked about, uh-huh. and this is an interesting concept, is the opening to Top Secret is ah, the yeah. song Skeet Surfing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, if you listen to it, you're like, okay, Guns and Beach Boys. Yep. It is very similar. This is very similar. And yeah. not only that, Top Secret definitely seems the, like the type of movie oh, that Weird Al would have seen. It. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No exactly. way he didn't see totally. it. Totally. Yeah, oh, yeah. totally. So yeah. so it is one of those things where you're like, oh, I feel like it's close. It's close, but there's like, there's different. There are important differences. Yes. One, the lyrical content is different. It's coming from, like you said, a, a very specific and different, I think, point of view mm-hmm. in the Weird Al number because he's mentioning commies and Nazis uh, it's certainly less innocent. He's shooting dogs or yeah. shooting Cats. Fluffy, yeah. right? Uh, whereas the one in Top Secret, it, I think it finds its absurdity in its visuals yeah. rather than its lyrical content as much. Yeah. Like it's just a Beach Boys song uh-huh. with that mentions guns. And then the, a lot of those jokes are how visually dangerous it is when yeah. they actually are in play. Skeet shooting and surfing combined is like, yeah, yeah crazy. I think that's the main concept. Like, yeah, this is two crazy things. You shouldn't be surfing and shooting. So I think that's mainly the joke of that one. Well, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it's an opening of a movie. So, I yeah. mean, obviously the, the visual is very important. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. I also think that Al's takes it several steps higher in terms of just musicality. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, Skeet Surfing is sort of like a song. Al's does the thing that he usually does where he combines a couple of things and, and, and does several different tropes instead of just the one same trope Mm -hmm. through the whole song, which is, which is, you know what Al does, but, but it also gives a little bit more of something more meat to chew on kind of Mm -hmm. with his song. Whereas the other one is sort of like, yep, that's, 
lyri- almost a Beach Boys song we just put different lyrics on. Whereas Owls is like, well, it's a little bit of this Beach Boys song, yeah. and a little bit of this Beach Boys song, and a little bit of Jan yeah. and Dean. And- yeah, Al likes to do it like, this is the song they would have written. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is a song they did write, we changed the lyrics to. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Cool. What else you got? Ah, Weird Al actually performed with Brian Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> In the song, Let's Stick Together from the Sweet Insanity album. Now, the Sweet Insanity album is apparently an album that was worked on by Brian Wilson, stolen or something like that, never put out, and then he reworked some of the music for other albums. Uh, the song Weird Al worked on, Let's Stick Together, was re-recorded without Weird Al oh. and turned into The Waltz uh, for the 2004 album Getting Out, Getting In Over My Head. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So it's a, it's a mystery unknown Weird Al collaboration. Well, you can listen there. to it because oh. there's bootlegs of this oh, okay. thing for some reason, but it's just the guy who stole it bootlegged it. Yeah. We're when we talk about the Beach Boys next, we're going to talk about another one, uh, some albums that like almost came out, kind of didn't come out. Uh, okay. In relation to a relationship to another song. Yeah. Uh, but this is another one of those weird things that's just like Interesting. very strange. And you can listen to it. There's, I mean, it, it's on YouTube. We'll put a link up. It's not the best quality because I think it actually comes from a cassette tape. So you can actually hear like a little bit of like the the speed change kind of oh, because cool. it's like an old thing. Wow. Yeah, it's it's not good sound wise, but it but it is interesting to know that he did that huh. and to know that I think that was recorded about a year or so before he did this album. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so it's interesting to see that pl- at play. Um, another thing, cause I went down a rabbit hole with that, but <laughs> one of the like things it. you yeah. have to see or hear is smart girls by Brian Wilson off that same album. Cause he raps. What? Yes. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Brian Wilson raps. Yeah, Brian Wilson girls. raps. I'll play this for you in a little bit. Yes, I'm very it's curious insane. to see how this goes. Yes. It is so funny. All right. Uh, I listened to a podcast called Screw It. We're just going to talk about the Beatles. <laughs> okay. And a lot of times they talk about the idea that it would have been really interesting to see what John Lennon did if he lived another 15 yeah. years. Oh, I think that all the time. And yeah. and what what in terms of like with rap being as big as it is and them being at such the front of like right. all sorts of different musical styles. Right. It would have been really interesting to see him and like P Diddy put out an oh album or gosh. something. Cause uh. you know, they probably would at some point, yeah. or I mean, maybe not. He would have gotten to run DMC before Aerosmith or something like that. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, you know who, uh, what collaborator I think often like, Oh, if this guy had stuck around who I think would have done that a yeah. ton, Jimi Hendrix. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. Jimi Hendrix would have been an incredible, like he was on the forefront of music production in his era. Yeah. You go back and listen to the stuff that he was doing in a studio with like one tenth of the tools that even like a laptop with Pro Tools yeah. or yeah. Logic or, <laughs> or Ableton have. Or your phone with yeah. GarageBand. Totally. Yeah. Um, he would have been that kind of collaborator. And I think he would have like sewn himself into the fabric of hip hop uh, yeah. in a way that maybe like another white artist... Who's also extremely talented. No, I agree. Have. I agree. I think that he could have related to that genre a lot better. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been a mm-hmm. more natural fit. And so I, I that would have been interesting because then you would get him potentially playing live yeah. in oh. these tracks oh, instead of just man. being sampled. Totally. And yeah. seeing what the collaboration of the two of those together and, cool. and what that would have done. I, I could easily see that being something that brought rap 
to the forefront of faster. music way faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it would be a little bit more accepted by a general yeah. audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, great. We've been awesome. Now we're depressed. Good. Now we're great. depressed. Thanks. Meow. <laughs> Meow. Well, at least he wasn't shot. <laughs> oh, God. No, he just uh, went even sadder. Yeah, yes. yeah, you right. did. Um, well, then again, you talk about John Lennon. Think, Never mind. Oh, yeah. I brought it all down again. Well, well we just uh, can't find our way out of this. Can nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the Debbie Downer for this podcast. Uh, Chase, where can uh, people listening to this and who like your intuition and Stuff you say, Intuition? find you. Uh, well, I have a website, chasepadget.com, that has a listing of all the tour dates and stuff that I have. Uh, you do touring? All the time. Why? What do you do if people don't know who you are? Well, <laughs> I do a couple different one-man shows that I tour, gosh, all around North America. Uh, one is called Six Guitars, where I play six different characters. Each one plays a different genre of music through guitar. The other one is called that Nashville awesome. Hurricane. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and Nashville Hurricane is more of a play. It has less music than Six Guitars, but it's got a kick and story. Yeah. Uh, four characters all telling their side of what happened to a fictional guitar hero that vanished 40 years ago. Fun times. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. I'm doing that at the Orlando Fringe currently. That's why I'm in town. I'll be at Improvaganza in Edmonton, Alberta next month, then Winnipeg Fringe in July, Edmonton Fringe in August. Any of my Halifax, Nova Scotia <laughs> listeners. Yeah, Halifax. Halifax, yeah. y'all. Halifax girl. Ooh, we are famous for our pizza, we think. <laughs> um, we yeah, I'm doing Chicago? What? Right, totally. It's the weirdest thing. If you ever go to like the Maritimes in Canada, like incredible seafood. Incredible seafood. Uh, and I'm like, wow, there's good lobster and clams and stuff. And they're like, oh, you should have the pizza. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. It's not special. But Great, I, there go our Halifax listeners. Oh, gosh. Dang but, it. But, but Halifax <laughs> listeners, I will be doing a show in Halifax in the first like five days of August. So that first weekend, I'm doing five performances of six guitars. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be throw some pizza at them. So that's 30 guitars. Yeah, 30 guitars. Good math. (laughs) Very good multiplication tables. Yay. (laughs) That's awesome, man. All right. Well, thank you for being on. Uh, Listeners can always call us at 302-72-WEIRD. Talk about a song or their Weird Al experience. You can also find us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Or MySpace. Yeah, I haven't updated the MySpace. That's why I made it. Well, that no one does have one. He, he just opened. I one. made a new one just for this. <laughs> no, <laughs> just for the heck of it. Yeah. What is happening on MySpace I now? Oh no, I haven't looked. <laughs> I would just imagine it's got to be like the Mad Max of the internet. <laughs> What's I, I, happening? From what I hear, it's it's more for like promotion of concerts and stuff. Now they made it like uh, an artist promotion it's all band kind of site. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that's what I heard. I haven't checked it out, but apparently that's what they're aiming for now is promoting your concerts God and live bless. shows. The one thing that's interesting to me is it scrolls left to right, not up to down. Yeah, the zoom of friendships. Yes, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Uh, But you can uh, listen to us. We'll be back in another couple of days. So thanks for listening and bye-bye. Goodbye. Wait, wait. We oh, we're getting a rating. Oh, wait. I was just about to ask. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. I, I was like, you gotta put that record scratching sound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rating, rating. Wait, so, what do you one. think? Uh, let's start with our guest. Yeah, what do you think? Of I'm all gonna, Weird Al songs, one to five. I'm gonna give this a four, guys. Okay. Okay. I, I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. I think it's uh, got a lot of nuance to it, even though the subject matter is a bit of a hammer over the head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Charlie. <sighs> I don't know. I. I think I have to agree with Chase 
Uh, not it's bad. Not that it's bad to agree with Chase, but it is. but I know that once again, this is my album. This is the album that I had first, actually owned first, mm-hmm. and and I definitely listened to this in my bedroom. This song I can remember. Like once I heard this song, I knew exactly what I was doing. Right. So. I remember the first time I heard this song. I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, this is awesome." Yeah. So you're gonna go for also? Yes. Man. Ah, this is tough. I really like this song as well. I don't think I quite like it for love. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. okay. I really like it, but uh, compared to other songs of his, I don't like this one as much. But it's like you said, it's solid. It, it nails Beach Boy, early Beach Boys. And mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun, but I'm going to stick with 3.5. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. For real. Bye-bye.